and new music coming out. Nothing happened that night. I chatted to friends, tidied the house a little, and went to bed, thinking that the most noteworthy thing to have occurred was Ruby's sleeping. Life continued as usual for a couple of weeks, and I thought no more about my new friend, Vic. But after a while, he sent me a message on chat one night, thanking me for accepting his request and saying that he hoped I could support the charity work he was involved in. It wasn't a terribly personal message, and it certainly didn't set off any alarm bells. I looked into Vic's page a bit further than I had originally. I learned that he was part of a collective of four DJs, who called themselves Street Beats. They toured the world doing gigs, and then donated the money they made from their shows back into Street Beats, which they had set up themselves. The aim was to help street and orphaned kids in Zimbabwe. The charity didn't have any religious or political affiliation. It was just there to help kids who were either existing in shanty towns or who had nowhere to stay and lived rough. Their stories were awful. About 40% lived below the poverty line, and one in ten children didn't go to school. There was a huge problem with sexual exploitation of kids and trafficking was a growing issue. There were so many other problems. I read that the police were often violent, even to children on the streets, that torture was used by some groups, that minority children faced even more discrimination and abuse. It seemed such a worthy cause. As I thought of Ruby, my heart went out to those other children who had none of the love or privileges she had. We might not be rich, but she would never face a life like that. The DJs did session work, production and all sorts of other music-based professional work with well-known singers and bands. It seemed like they really put their hearts into it and raised a great deal of money. Vic was obviously enthusiastic about it. There were no pictures of any of the DJs on the site and Vic explained that they had a strict rule of no media coverage, saying that they were in the game to raise money for the charity and that they weren't interested in any of the celebrity stuff. He was a funny guy, and often made me laugh when we were talking online. He called me Miss Henley a lot, and joked about everything and anything. Frequently, awards the collective had won were announced on their Facebook page, MTV awards and things like that, but I respected the way that he didn't play the fame game. When Vic wasn't on tour, he lived in a truck in South Wales, he told me he had Romany gypsy roots and had never lived in a house. It all sounded sublime. I would have loved a life of music and being on the road, but it wasn't likely now that I had responsibilities. He was a bit evasive about some of his family history, but that was fair enough. I was almost a complete stranger to him after all. Something's best left unsaid, he told me. Families can be funny things. Vic got in touch a few times to tell me more of the work he was doing. One night, I casually mentioned, quite truthfully, that it was a great cause and asked him how he had decided to start it all up. It was as if I'd opened up a flood of memories for him. In previous messages, Vic had been chatty and friendly, but it had all been fairly superficial, which was understandable, given that we didn't know each other. Now, I seem to have asked the question which went to the very heart of him. I find this hard to talk about. Don't say anything. I'm sorry, I replied.
Really, I didn't mean to pry. No, you're not prying, he said. It's just a very raw subject for me. It turned out that his whole life and career were based on a heartbreaking accident. Vic's little boy, Zach, had died, run over by a car on a traveller's site when he was less than two years old. Zach's mum was meant to be looking after him, but she was drunk or drugged at the time, according to Vic. And her negligence had cost the poor child his life. I'll never forgive myself, he said. She was in charge of him, but I should never have let that happen. I was too busy trying to give her a bit of responsibility, and Zack paid the price. She had no interest in keeping him safe. She had no interest in anything apart from what came out of a bottle or went up her nose. I'll regret to my dying day that I didn't put my foot...